Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold. And this week we have part two of my interview with the one and only Jay McBride. Just fascinating. Just a funny person. Just a great, great... I, I love... I love her, and I hope you um, enjoy part two. These are stories that need to be told, and she is fucking hilarious. So, uh, right now, I am in Israel, Eretz Israel, Shalom, and I'm watching Ben play basketball, and I hopefully I'm having a good time because I'm recording this before this intro before I leave. So, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I will be back and you can come see me perform in Provincetown, Massachusetts, if you're near the Cape, Tuesdays and Wednesdays at the Art House. So, you know, it's not like I'm gone forever. Um, And I'm sure I'll have some very fun stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So your father dies. 
your mother is still alive when your father dies, correct? Yes. And you you feel this sort of lift, I guess. And you work at Borders Books, um, and you d- that's when you were working there is when you decided to transition. Right. Uh, but then, I guess, Borders closed, yes. and you end up getting a job at Macy's. Yes. yes. And they put you in the men's locker room and make you use the men's bathroom. Uh, no, I could use the women's restroom. Oh, I had to use them. They put me in the men's locker room. Like no one got naked in the locker room. Right. Just, right. Just put in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like to put my stuff in. It was like, I, I was in the men's locker. room. Was this in New York in uh, city? Uh, Albany, Albany. So were people like, what the fuck are you doing in this? Not really. It was, um, no, it, it was sort of like, you know, like whatever. They didn't really. So right. Was, no one said anything. I didn't even realize it was the men's locker room till like, I, I just assumed it was the only locker room till someone's like, no, the women's locker room's over here. And I was like, oh, this is, that makes Is sense. that, is that, is that sort of like a ping in your heart? Like. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Someone came to me one day and just said like, how do you take it with all like the people in the cosmetics department, like making fun of you all the time? And I was like. <gasps> I, I know. And I'm thinking like these motherfuckers, who the fuck are you? You know? Yeah. And like, they would never say it to my face. Of course, you know, you know, were but, they all women in the cosmetics department? Uh, no women and gay men. Yeah. It's just so funny I'm, how you can just eat your own, you know, it's so <laughs> fucking annoying to me. Okay. You transition. How do you, how do you deal with your family? And, so, and how do you tell your mother? How do you tell your brothers? What, you know, what is that process like? Right. So I, I kind of had a conversation with my mom, uh, like about two months before I made the decision to, to come out full time. Um, and, and just like, Hey, by the way, I have some issues with my gender and I'm going to be dealing with it. And that's it. I didn't really say anything else. I guess I assumed she would read the lines, but I, I don't know. Uh, my brothers though, I, I decided to send an email, uh, which is, you, you know, um, all right. You know, paper. uh, so, so I, um, I'm up to like two in the morning and I'm typing this long email out. It's like three. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's not, and it's not on some bullshit Yahoo account. Cause it's like, you know, 2006 or whatever. And I typed this out and, and again, two 30 in the morning, it took forever. I got finally like, all right, just send it, just send it. I click send. And then immediately an error message pops up. Like there's nothing in the subject line. Would you like to add a subject? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> you mother. So then I do. And then, then, um, what, what'd you put in the subject line? Right. Sup bitches. Uh, I don't know. Something stupid. Some, like, yeah. Buddy, you know, bro. Yeah. Hey bros. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so I figured out that's it. Okay. I'll send it. I'll see what happens. I'll go to bed in the morning. I'll deal with the aftermath. Um, and like the emails were like my, t- the first, the first email I got was actually my brother called me and said, Hey, are you okay? What do you want me to do? How can I help? That was my younger brother. Oh, what's, can I have his name? Uh, Brian. Brian, I love you. Okay. Right. And then um, my older brother, his email response was, I'll let you two handle this or something like that. I was like, what the fuck does that Who mean? Who are the two people? My my two younger oh, brothers. Okay. Right. Um, and then, but my other younger brother, Keith, has also said like, hey, uh, wow, that's a lot. If you need to talk, let me know. I love Brian and Keith. They're great. They're great. They're so And good. Brian Keith. Brian Keith was a good actor and I loved him and your older brother. Fuck. Okay. Well, so, 
And then you're, you told your mother, but she just didn't have a response or. Yeah. It took her a while. Like, like I think well, the email was just to the brothers. I figured I'd have a longer conversation with her. Um, but everyone started calling her that morning. So then I had to. Right. Her. And, and she, she, you know, she never really like the way I put it, like she never really turned her back on me, but it took her a while to come around. Right. Of course. But like her, like she went to her sisters, like my aunt told me this, like how she went to her. Yeah. And said, um, you'll never guess what's happening with, with, you know, my name was John at the time. I'll say, right. And, and, uh, I know dead naming, I'm going to get banned for dead naming myself, but, um, Oh, please. Uh, yeah, but, but, and, and my aunt was like, I don't know he's gay. And she was like, no worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh God. My, I, but my aunt was like, yeah, I just assumed he was gay this whole time. I just like, you know, my, you know, of course. Oh my God. Do you have that in your act? You have to put that in your act. Oh, really? This is how my family yeah, reacted. Right. Um, my mother went to her sisters and said, you're never going to believe what's happening. And Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, worse. Okay. Yeah. I, I just love that. Worse. Yeah. So what did it feel like? I mean, I know transitioning is a long process. Um, you have to start taking, right. you know, uh, drugs. Um, when you presented right. as your, as Jay, as your, who you really are for the first time and your family saw you, right. what was, what was that like? That sounds like a nature documentary. Yeah, I know. Emerges presenting yourself to the world. Here uh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it was amazing. Like the day I went, like, like they used to call it going full time, which means like right. you're actually like out there in the world. Like it's almost like you walk out. Uh, it, it was amazing. Like, like um, I actually, for at work, I had this like going away party for the old me, you know? Oh, I love that. Like what every, job was this? Not at Macy's. Border. No, this is Borders. This is yeah, border. fuck you, Macy's. Go ahead. It's fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, it was great. Like everyone came there. It was like a big thing. Like you tell some of the guys, especially, we're like, mm, you, you know, yeah, um, this is weird. Uh, or some would be like, does that mean you get pregnant now? <laughs> <laughs> Those people are uh, Trump voters. Okay, right. right. It just, it just, yeah, it, you know, and you're like, well, all right, whatever. At least they're here and they're supportive. But my parents, I think, like it, it was still weird. It was still, or with my mom and my brothers, it was still, it was always weird. You know, at first, it's like you, they were doing their best. And I, God love them for doing their best, but it right. was, there was still a lot of tension there. Right. Um, I think it was like probably about three years into my transition. My mom and I did a trip to Boston and we went to Salem and it, it was, um, yeah, we just really had a, had a, such a great time together. We were bonding the whole time. It was, it was really, it was, oh, really, I love that. And I think after that, we just became like just super close, like closer than ever. And she, when did she die? Uh, uh six years ago, next month. Oh, my mother died seven years ago. It's the worst competition. Oh yeah. And my father died when, uh, in 1990. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I, I've lost, I've been an orphan more longer than you is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Okay. But you know what? Fine. Fine. I guess. All right. So, (laughs) so, you know, the story you told on something that I listened to, was that Jazz Jennings, who I know, I know her family, I know her because I did a show for Cindy Lauper at the at the Beacon and Jazz was on. Oh, nice. Um and I met her mother and her brothers and 
What a fucking amazing family. And you've done a TED talk um, and you talk a lot at colleges and, and stuff. And I just, these are things I really want you to talk about that are, that people don't fucking realize. Okay. 19% of uh, trans. So it's one out of five trans people face homelessness, right? They have doubled the rate of unemployment. And this is as of 2011. This was, yeah, this was, so it's probably worse now um, because there's more trans people. You saw Jazz. Jazz transitioned at six. And by the way, she is at Harvard. Okay, so Jazz transitioned at six. She wrote a kid's book and she started getting death threats. Right. And you have also said, but I'm sure this is different, that trans kids are 13 times more likely to commit suicide if their families are unsupportive. Correct. Right. That's according to the research of, of in the 2011, I think it was National Center for Trans Equality, something like right. that. Right. Yeah, so do. your family's response is a huge 100%. factor. Especially for kids. Especially right. For kids, especially. But yeah. So you started doing stand up. And you were not out as trans um, and you were just doing your material and you started in Albany. Is that right? Albany. I was just trying to do jokes. I was just trying right. to be, you know, I think the and, only myself was like a little bit about my dad, but otherwise it was just jokes about a fictional character I was doing. Right. Right. Well, you were a fictional character for many years. Um, okay. Still, I'm a fictional character. I'm not trans either. It's just, this is just bullshit. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I used to get every fucking part of a woman disguised as a man or a trans person, every part in the eighties and nineties and early two. And now forget it. Okay. So you are doing stand up, and you see jazz and you realize in your head, this girl who is this written child. child who has written a book for other children is getting death threats. I need to be out. I need to tell people who she can't fight my battles. Right. It's yeah. I just, I felt like such a coward at one point, you know, and, and at the time I, I think I used to justify it saying like, well, I don't want to be pigeonholed as that trans person. I don't want to do all this. And I think that's just more justification. Although uh, to be fair, it, it would also, it's not the safest place. Albany wasn't the safest place in the world to be an out and vocal trans person. I mean, right. Literally a trans person was murdered in Schenectady like, like five years earlier. But I mean, but it was like, here I am. Oh I'm yes. Like, I, I, I wrote that down actually. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually an adult and I'm like, like thinking like I'm, I'm letting this child do these battles, but right. chicken shit to do it, you know? And everyone thinks on, and then I, I had another friend, like another comic say like, Oh, my friends just said like, is Jay still in the closet? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm thinking like, is this who I want to be? Something right. Eyes. So, so at that point I started talking more and more about it. Um, you know, that I was trans. Um, it is, it is children who, who, who change you dramatically when I, because I, I didn't talk about being gay on stage until Henry was born. And, um, and I was like, wait a minute, I, I'm not going to hide this. I have such great fucking material. And, and who am I to not like, I want them to be proud of my fam the family that they're a part of. I'm proud of the family. Fuck you. Fuck you. And so that's how, how it all began for me. 
Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You say that Caitlyn Jenner, who I am not a fan of, I love the way you describe her as she is not the poster child for trans. Um, And people pay so much attention to her. She's the poster child for rich white ladies who can get facial surgery. I mean- Here's the thing about she is in a completely different socioeconomic bracket. And I I mean, tell me if this is an anti-trans thing to say. But for me, when I look at Caitlyn Jenner and the way she is so privileged, it is because she has lived her life mostly as a cisgender privileged white male. Like, of the, you know, when I say cis, I'm like, you know, right. on the Wheaties and, box. And let's face it, the most privileged of the most privileged, like an athlete. Right. Like our athlete, how, like that's immediately lifts it up. This person is like, like, like you know, I feel like, yes, Caitlyn Jenner brought a lot of attention to the trans issue, but she's also, she's still against gay marriage. Right. I, I mean, think about that. She, she also, when she was running for mayor or governor, whatever the fuck she was running for, she was like, you know, I can't believe the, like we want this high speed rail. When I fly my private jet, it's right, right. San Francisco. It's like, who the fuck are you? You ask. And and there's some things like, like, look, I, I, am I going to say that Caitlyn Jenner's a man? Of course not. Caitlyn Jenner is trans woman. That's absolutely fine. But there's some things like, um, like, you know, the, the people who produced and directed the matrix, the Wachowskis sisters, like someone, someone posted, um, like they transitioned like after matrix three, you know? 
someone said like, uh, oh, well, they were like, they're actually like the highest grossing female directors of all time. I'm like, hold on, hold on. What? I mean, it's something like that. It's like, well, look, they, you have to take into consideration the fact that they did this as with the privilege of being male. Right, being right. Male, male, that got right. them. Um, and you, you can't now suddenly say like, oh, you did it because you're a woman. You know, no, like women have no. to harder. At it doesn't do. at everything. Nice. When you transitioned fully and not, I'm not saying this as a person who is trans, I'm saying as a trans woman, as a woman, did you see how people treated you differently than before? hundred percent. Um, it, it was like little, like, you know, people would always be like, uh, Hey, what's, you know, like guys hitting you on the street. That's right. like, that's terrifying. I mean, as a woman, you worry about it too. As a trans person, when they find out you're not right. What woman that's even worse. But I remember like, it was so, e- so much easier. I, in, I worked only retail jobs for the most part after college. I never had a real, real job. I would get promotions all the time. Three months in, I was asked to be an assistant manager at one of the first bookstores I worked at. Every time I would be up, there would be a promotion. Right. They would ask me to apply because I would get it. Uh, it. It was like, it was easy. And then I transitioned. I never once received a promotion in any of the retail jobs. Um, you could say it's because I'm trans or you say it's because I'm a woman or a combination of the two. But I mean, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's a huge difference. Like, like white men have it really easy. That's not, that's not a fucking. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I, my old co-host Hennessy, who's, who's trans, uh, who's a trans man said, you know, he told me uh, it is being in the world. It's, it is crazy. It is crazy how entitled and the way people treat you right, when right. you are a white cisgender male, you know, yeah, um, I mean, all these, these like shooters, like people aren't, these are all cis men. Right. These shootings. Right. It's, it's like, I feel like, you know, they get so angry when people say male privilege and stuff like that. It's just like, when you could say like a class of people has it easier, that doesn't mean each individual person has it easier. You still, but it's like, these people are so angry and all right. Yeah. And it's like, you have no fucking idea. I I heard you speak about Blake Brookington, who was, is that his name? Brookington. Brockington. Sorry. I, I, there's one. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Could you talk about him? Well, I brought him up in my uh, TED talk that I did back in 2015, I think it was, um, 2014, 2015. Uh, he was someone who, that, when I highlighted the fact that so many trans kids were committing suicide in the talk, and he was someone I brought up. He, he was someone who was uh, in a foster, the foster system. Uh, his parents disowned him. Uh, his, uh, he ended up with a foster family who disowned him. He, he was like a kid who like, could have done so much in this world, I feel like. He was actually the prom king as a trans as a trans man became a prom king, and he still he committed suicide. Um, I think it's a senior in high school. And I mentioned another one on the in there, uh, uh, Leah Alcorn, who was also jumped in front of a truck to commit suicide because her parents put her in conversion therapy. Uh, uh, it's just and and still like Leah Alcorn's actually buried under her male name, male clothes. It's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like all this stuff, like this person could still be alive if, if the parents just weren't so anti-trans. If they, right. And also if they got to see your comedy, you know, maybe. You, I've had so many people reach out to me, you know, through the years, but yeah, that's why you, you, you 
your your comedy is so important and representation. What um, you talked about that there are obstacles you were not anticipating after you transitioned. Can you talk a little bit about those? I mean, I think like the biggest thing, just like the, when you set us, when you no longer have that male privilege, you know, that's the huge, the biggest obstacle, I think. Are you like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, um, excuse me. Do you know who I am? Right. Uh, (laughs) It's like you no longer have VIP access um, at at the, at the lovely. Right. I I know. It's just beautiful. That, that view. Yeah. It's a lovely. There's nothing like a parking lot in Vegas. You know, it's It's amazing. Uh, I can see lots of most buildings. Um, Dating is just another thing altogether, which I don't, I don't even talk, deal, try to get into. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the biggest obstacle was. I think it was just like the, the fact that it's to have the deck stacked against you so much. It, it's, you know, it's a lot. I mean, I joke around about like um, Leah Thomas, the swimmer. You know, yeah. When I talk about how like, like how, um, you know, now obviously like that's been like the policy's actually changed because of Leah Thomas. Now you can't compete if you transition after the age of 12, which I think is the right move. But I say like, if Leah say, let's say Leah Thomas has an advantage in swimming. And I think she does. Uh, it's literally the only thing where trans people do have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Like, like, just come on, just let us all have this one sport. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that's hilarious. I agree with you on that as well. Um, and I'm not anti-trans at all. I just, you know, it's, there's certain things that are just, yeah. I mean, I mean, are you saying like this, that she has no, no advantages after all the testosterone? It's like, right, right. Your stature, you know, like, Uh, and, and, and I mean, he, what, what kills me though, what what really infuriates me the most is like the same people who are making fun of Leah Thomas and saying like, com- like talking about her looks, her stature, how she's cheating are the same where if Leah Thomas transitioned at 12, she wouldn't be swimming. Right. She would be happy and she right. would be very, very happy. And it would be great. It'd be great for everyone, but the same right. people who don't want her swimming also don't want her transitioning at 12. So they want her to wait till she's an adult. Right. So they can make fun of her. Right. And it's- they can't beat her in a fucking race. Okay. <laughs> I, I want, I wanted to ask you, do you feel safe? Um, now, what are you trying? What do you mean? No, saying? like in, in like, are, are, are there times that you feel, um, unsafe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's worse now than it was five years ago. For sure. Wow. Uh, I red States all the time. I would like, like in this, I would drive through the South to the roads. I would drive. I wouldn't fly. I would yeah. drive. Bullshit. Same. Yeah. And feel fine. But ever since Trump, man, I, I, I don't. I don't, it, it's crazy how much being trans is now viewed as being the enemy to the concern that all yeah. bullshit. Right. Uh, so I don't even here. I'm like looking around. I'm like, I did. Um, and in New York, I was at, uh, I was at stand up New York. They like, I stopped putting my veils in for the most part. I, and, but they asked me to headline this one show. I said, yeah, sure. And whatever. I, and I did it down the street at the beacon theater was this alt-right event and there was an after party at stand up new york i'm thinking do you fucking want me to are be- you kidding when was that that was like two weeks ago and i'm like do you want oh me to- i'm not i'm fucking me? that is bad that is not good like you really want me in this situation are you out of your fucking minds and like shit like that like like i mean even like the proud boys they've always been pieces of shit but like 
six years ago, what they would do, their biggest thing, they would like try to drink milk and name breakfast cereals while right. someone's punching them. Bullshit like that. Now they walk around with the fucking machine guns. Right, right. Everything is so much dialed up so, so much. Right. Uh, absolutely. You know, when I first came out on stage, um, everyone, I had already been doing stand-up for quite some time and I had had an HBO special and I'd done all these yeah, know, evening, yeah. the improv and VH1. I mean, you're when I, really one of the trailblazers for not just LGBT, but women comics and, oh. and general, absolutely. Okay. It still doesn't make up for the article. That's so. right. you know, damn it. Um, and, and I remember because I was working in the straight clubs that I would do, and you do the same thing. You do a few jokes, which is what most women comics do. They do a few jokes to, to say, I know I'm a woman. I know I'm whatever. And then you come out. So I had been, you know, booked at these clubs and people had seen me on HBO or whatever. And I would get on stage and, um, after a while I'd start like very, like within the first five minutes, I'd start talking about my kids and my family and I'm a lesbian. And, and in the beginning it was a shift. I would hear the shift. I would be like, and then I call them like, I'm the same fucking person who was telling jokes one minute ago. Right. I watch you at the cellar and there's not a shift there. And that makes me so happy. But I know there is a shift when you are on the road. Yes. And it is, I don't think people understand that you get up there. They like you. I mean, that's what the power of comedy. It's a weapon. It's disarming. It makes people like you. It brings people together. But what, what is that like for you on stage when you, when they shift? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Right. I, um, it's, it's, it's amazing too. Cause I feel like I'm like, you still like immediately. And this, you'll see guys go like this position, you know? Oh yeah. 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 The guy, the defensive male stance. Yeah. Like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm not gay. You're gay. You know? Right. Um, but eventually like, like I, it, it's amazing to see them sort of come around a little bit, but then, then at the same time I, I was doing an American Legion, which last year, which first of all, why the fuck would someone book me for an American Legion? But is this the festival where they asked you to do family friendly? No, 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 no. Oh, all right. Um, this is just, it's actually an, a, literally an American Legion. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, and the guy's like, no, 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 they're going to love you. Believe me. Like I do my gay jokes. They love it, which they don't love it. Not but, Yeah. Yeah. Like half an hour in, I say this joke about like, I, my lead in is saying like, you know, it's weird this year, there were over 250 bills aimed at trans kids and someone in the back yelled good. And I was like, what the fuck? So, and I'm like, what the holy shit. And this is just the lead. And I was right. like, I'm going to go cut off all your dicks, you know, and like that. I don't understand where, what so, did you say? I was like, I mean, I think I was like, Oh Jesus. All right. Like it was, it was like, um, you know how American legions have those like pictures of all the people in those stupid uniforms. Yeah. 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 I've been making fun of them earlier. So it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You want me to go back to calling all your fucking founders pedophiles again? And they loved it. They loved it. Oh, that. that's good. See, you got to call them out. That's so fucking awful. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord. And others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, 
With Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. You worked at Madison Square Garden. You opened for Louis C.K., which was great, right? A lot of a... Huh? Lost a lot of my liberal cred that day, but it was worth it. What? What is that? Why? I don't know. Just, just because it's, I know it's just like, come on. This note of performing in Madison Square Garden. Right. I'm not going to, because yeah, I, I, I know, I know. And, and um, honestly, like with Louis, he's always treated me well. And I think like at some point you're like, do, I mean, do we, what do people want? Do they just want to put him on an island? And let well, him- here's the thing. You know, I, I've talked, I've talked about Louis in my book. He is one of the only cisgender, white male, whatever, comics who have created shows for women, who have had their producers of his shows, women. Yeah, he has an illness. But come on. Right. You know, I mean, we're kinks. I think it was more because it was like a, it's a creepy fetish versus and the people. Right. Like, I know. And it's just fine. like, just fucking get over it. OK, what do you jerk off to? Let me. Right. I'll make fun of you for that. But um, you appeared. This is something that's happened to me a lot. You appeared at a festival and they said, listen, you're going to do uh, two sets. One of them is family friendly. Don't talk about being trans, which I get all the time. Like, don't talk about being a lot. I'm like, fuck you. And you couldn't say go fuck yourself because you needed the paycheck. So you did it. Yeah. And then you did the dirty show and came out. This is the, this is shit that happens to us all All the time, time. all the time. And And it, it's infuriating. It was like, they asked me to do the festival and I I agreed to it. And it was like, like three or four months later that they said that about the clean stuff. Right. Like, fuck you. You hired me. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, and like everyone, like everyone's just like, you know, I totally understand if you don't want to do this. I totally understand that now, you know, I I did it. And this is before Trump and I, and and it's, he really fucked this country up really fucking did. Um, but it was, and it was in Nebraska where they, they don't know. Right. They've never seen, but after the second show, people were really coming up and like, like blown away. Like, right. Like, right. You're pretty funny. Actually. I didn't. Right. Yeah. You know, Cause you're a fucking asshole. Right. And some people would be like, you know what? My cousin is actually trans or like, yeah, that's the best part when they come. I, before we wrap up, I, I ask two questions, but before I ask those two questions, I really want your take on Chappelle. Okay. Now I, I have, you know, I am a comedian and I believe in free speech. And, but I also believe that, you know, you, you've said, you've said, um, le, uh, less martyrs, more fighters. You also, uh, your motto is you can't hate someone whose story, you know, which is a Margaret Wheatley, right. um, quote, and I remember Eddie Murphy with the, con- you know, he was like fag this fag, like terrible, you know, AIDS and all that. I mean, I, I don't know because I'm a comedian and, and it's just such a hard situation. I believe he should be able to do whatever he wants. hundred percent. hundred percent. I absolutely like, like there's two things. One, he should be able to say whatever I, whatever he wants, but also I don't have to watch it and it's okay. Right. Watch it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do I find it, it like, like he, um, uh, I don't know. Did you see, like, I was actually on stage them at the cellar for like almost half, like more like 45 minutes or something like that. When like, was that? 
uh, it was six months ago. Something oh, like right. Okay. He was like doing a special in the lounge. Right. In the bar. And like, and, and Liz from the cellar just comes out, like Bill Hanley had just gone on for two minutes. Right. Liz just walks over and goes, light him now, Chappelle. And I was like, like, what the fuck? So, so then I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to bring him up. You know, it's like, all right, this is weird. I was having, I was like nervous as hell, like to bring him up. Um, uh, so I, I give him the best introduction ever. You know, I'm like, like, oh, this, he's amazing. We're so lucky at the salary of people dropping by, give it up for the one and only Dave Chappelle. You know, it was great. And the crowd blew up and, uh, Chappelle said, as I was walking away, he's like, man, if this were Jeopardy, the category would be things you never thought you'd hear a trans person say. Ah, that's so funny. But, uh, and then I go to the, then, uh, you know, he's on stage, he's doing his thing. I go to the bathroom and, and, uh, he asks about me, I'm in the bathroom of the bar and he asks about me and, and Ryan Reese, one of the other MCs is not, like, Jay, he's asking for you. Yeah. I'm like, I know I'm, I'm peeing, you know, and then yeah. was running into the, Jay, he's asking for you. I'm like, I'm, you know, so I hurry up, I go on stage. Yeah. And he, he taught, I think he, I think part of him expected me, like he said, he wanted me to say like, I thought your special was great. But he said, like, did you watch my special? I was like, no. I, you know? Yeah, good for you. I did. I did. I'm not going to lie to him. And, um, and, and you know, and the, the truth is, I don't know if you're the same way, but there, I see comedy every single day. Right? I know. Why do I want to watch people's specials? I know. Fuck that. I, I'm too busy. That's know? what people say to me all the time. They're like, did you watch this? And I'm like, okay, no. you're an occupational therapist. Did you want to watch like videos of people teaching you know, uh, people had to hold a spoon. No. So shut the fuck. Yeah. You know, right. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, but he was, so, but anyway, he, we, we had a cool time. And one of the things I, I brought up is like, about how, you know, he mentioned that woman in his spe- two specials ago, sticks and stones, Daphne, like, yeah. the yeah. Daphne woman. and then he mentioned how she killed herself in his last one. And, uh, part of it, I think he said it's, but he said it was because of she was being dragged by the trans community and, yeah, I, I did. I probably, you know, I, I basically said like, yeah, you know, I knew Daphne. I, I, it was not, we were online friends and we talk once in a while. So I knew her. Uh, and part of the reason why she killed herself too, she, uh, she had lost custody of her child she, to her, to her wife. Her wife did not accept her at all. So she was basically never going to see her child again. She lost her job. She was in danger of being homeless. Like all this shit was happening before she killed herself. And I think like, I would have, I, I would have loved it if Chappelle said, wow, these are some things that trans people face that other people don't. Right. But, um, no, I was basically just too intimidated. And I'm like, you know, I think you're, I still well, think- now you've said it, but it's, you know, he yeah. should know that, that that's why she killed herself. Right. 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 So I mean, because like, those are things that happen to trans people. Right. Way right. more than they happen to anyone else. Right. And, and, and like, especially like, trans people of color. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like trans women of color are like such are almost hunted in this right at times. But um, no, I think like look, he 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 can say whatever he wants, you know. And like Joe Rogan is makes a billion dollars a year on Spotify. He can say whatever he wants to. Right, I can pay him, and like you can choose to not buy that. Right, shirt. that's that's my whole book. Yes, I can say that. You don't have to fucking watch it. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, like if you don't like it, just cancel your Spotify subscription. Right. Just th- that's easy. You don't right. like JK Rowling and jo- Joe Rogan trend every week on Twitter. Every right. week. It's like, just don't fucking look at it. Right. Like, there are people here you're not going to like, and I, they don't like me. Fine. Good. Right. You don't have to fucking deal with them. God damn it. I love you. Um, Jay, I ask 
my podcast guests two questions. Number one, what do you do for your mental health? I have major mental fucking problems. Um, so what do you do for your mental health? Do you take right. antidepressants? Uh, do you meditate? What do you do? Well, I uh, am a serial killer and I have someone in the bathtub right now. I'm gonna- Oh, wow. Hot. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Uh, for my mental health, I, I, I really started to shift about five or six years ago, I think, where like I, I was working with one of those comics who's like a like the old road dogs, you know, right. always, always angry and always. Yeah, pissed. like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're always pissed off, but you're funny and you're friendly. Right. It's not like it's different, but they're just like this con- fucking everybody. It's like, so I decided like I'm no longer be bitter at other people. Like every time I feel myself getting bitter, I catch myself. And I'm oh, just like, God, no. I need to do that. Yeah. And it's like, it's work. It's work to do that. And, and, and like, or anytime I see someone like, like so-and-so got a Netflix special and, and I used to be like, that's fucking bullshit. Why the fuck? You know? And then now it's Oh, like, please. You got to get over that shit. Exactly. So now I just get to myself like, Oh, and I you can't compare myself. yourself to anyone in stand up. hundred percent. And, and I think I started to realize like, Oh, good for them. That means they got one. It'd be available to me if I wanted it or I don't need it because my career is on. Right. No, you're your own. You're on your own path. And if that ever happens, you can call me. I've have a lot of women comics who call me and, I just tell them because I've been doing this for so fucking long that you can't compare yourself. Hundred percent, and, and I think like when I realized that, it's just like it became night, night and day. And, right. And, I, and the other thing I too, it's like I fucking hate people who say gratitude. I hate it, but I'm one of those people now. I'm like trying to be more grateful. Oh God, fuck that. Do you? So you're not on antidepressants or anything? Do you oh, yeah. still? Oh yeah, Lexapro. Hundred percent. Oh Lexapro. Uh, that made me fall asleep. And what about um, therapy? Are you still in therapy? I, uh, I think I haven't been in therapy for a few months, but oh, all right. You're, you're on a break. Hiatus. Yeah. Okay. Now I think you already said it, but I, you know, I call the podcast kill me now because okay. I am always, ang- I don't know if you know me, but I'm always, things aggravate me so much. I can't. And it's like, so what pisses you off more than anything in the entire world besides hashtag grateful? Right. <laughs> um, it's just this fucking country. It, I know everything about it's like, like 4th of July would be better. Like, like America would be better without Americans, you know, like, right. like, like literally like everyone hate, everyone has to pick what side they're on now. And everyone's at war. And no matter what, like every time, like whatever stand, like I have a list of stances, someone else, if they're, if they're a Republican, they have everything that's opposite. Right. Right. Fight about every little thing. It's like, yep. Fucking get over it. Just fucking get over it. You know, it's true. That's so funny that you say Americans, because when I when you said that, I was thinking, oh, because this country was founded. Well, it was founded kind of by people who are brought here against their will and then not treated as treated as three fifths of a human being. But then, you know, immigrants like that's who created this country. And now these motherfuckers who were, quote unquote, American. I can't. It's so embarrassing. Like, it's like. You know, every time I'm on stage, I, if, if there's someone from another country, I'm like, what do you think? And they're like, well, I don't know what happened to you people, but it's true. And, and like part of it, and I, this sounds almost like the opposite of what I just said, but the, you see these people on the other side, like constantly with this, these bad facts, right. stupidity that they think they're experts. Sometimes. Yeah, it's like, just, what the f- open your fucking eyes. We're not necessarily all enemies here. You can listen to this point of view and, not, right. you know, but no. Yeah, it's bad. Um, Jay, I really want to work with you. I want to go on the road with you. Oh, I think yeah. we would have so much fun. And I think you're so great. Where can people find you? 
Well, uh, on Twitter and Instagram are probably the best places. J A Y E M C McBride. E McBride. Yeah. Uh, and this, I'll be on the road with Amy Schumer from uh, August to November. Oh, great. So now Amy's got you and I'm fucking, you know, it's like, oh, if I get a gig somewhere, can you come and open for me? Uh, um, I love Amala. I love Amala. And, and yeah, I'll, and like even if I, if I have to carry her bags, if I have to babysit Jean, uh, I'll do it. You know. Oh, that baby's so cute. Um, Christina, Christina I, was, I was on a Netflix special with Christina Pazitsky that I never met before. And yeah. I was like, I was kind of excited, you know, and I think she's great. Um, uh, so I was like, by the way, hey, um, I just want to introduce myself. She goes, you're the nanny, right? Ah! <laughs> That's well, hilarious. Then afterwards, like, I'm such an idiot. You know, it was, it was so right. Funny. But That's really so funny. I was the nanny and I was like, yeah, it was it was it was great. Oh, all right. Well, be safe. Call me anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this was so much fun. Sure. I would love that. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the one and only Jay McBride. What what a great story, huh? Right? Do I know how to pick them? Uh, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. Uh, this podcast would not be possible without the help, love, and dedication of Brittany Jo Sowards, who is married to Samuel Richmond. If you like the show, which how can you not, because you're still listening, please subscribe. Please leave a review five stars because I want to keep doing the podcast, but I can't keep doing it if people don't subscribe and leave reviews and tell their friends about it. Read my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Uh, Come see me perform. I am, you know, in Provincetown, Massachusetts at the Art House, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, through August and I am in Saratoga Springs by Lake George uh, I think that's August um, 8th no I think it's August yes it is it's the 18th so get your asses there and if you're still listening I, I fucking love you so much I hope there are no horrible things happening right now please you know vote vote and fight and I don't know what's going to change, but hopefully something will change. I'm going to think of something positive now to say. Can't. But I am going to go eat a sandwich now. So if any of you are hungry, go get yourself a sandwich. Even if you're gluten-free, go. I love sandwiches. How much do you love sandwiches? It's, it's like my favorite thing. And potato chips, unfortunately. But that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your love and support. It means the world to me. And uh, as we always say, so long.